Do you want to become a better songwriter? Well, we created a very simple 10-minute songwriter personality test, and it's going to help you better understand who you are as a writer, and it's going to help you in the writer's room when you're writing with other writers, because you're going to be able to identify what kind of writer they are, maybe even have them take the songwriter personality test. If you're curious and you want to take the songwriter personality test today, just visit songwriterpersonalitytest.com or go to the link on the writingworship.co website. You're listening to the Brave Worship Podcast with Chrissy Nordhoff and Mary Beth Dodd. Brave Worship is all about encouraging women to write, lead, and live worship. Well, hello, hello. It's Mary Beth today, flying solo, and I've got some stuff on my mind that I could not wait to share with you. What's been on my mind is the idea of connecting and truly connecting with people. Um, You know, recently I read the book, Everyone Communicates View Connect by John Maxwell. Some of you may have read it. And this was just mind-blowing for me. You know, I... I kind of live in a couple different worlds. You know, I live in the world of speaking and communicating um, both on stage and off stage. And I also live in the world of worship, you know, and leading people in worship and creating those experiences where we can take people um, to the throne of God. And so I just wanted to share some thoughts, you know, as far as, as the, uh, the speaking side of things goes, so many people can communicate and do it well, right? Um, you know, they have great content, they can get up and share a great story, but if they can't connect with their audience and they can't make adjustments as they go, then they, they miss out, you know, on something so important. And I know I'm just going to be real vulnerable today, but I know from my experience, there have been many times when I get up to talk and I kind of have, you know, my stuff prepared and I get up and I share what I'm going to share and you know maybe something crazy happens in the room a baby cries or um, you know the power goes out on a projector or something happens and there's been times when I just you know I kind of want to keep going and I want to get through the entire you know thing that I've planned to say or what's on my heart and I don't always just kind of react to the things that are in the room. And that's okay. Sometimes you don't have to do it every single time, right? You don't always have to point something out. But I think when you can, and when you can bring that vulnerability as a speaker, I think that's a really cool thing. Um, What I'm in the middle of learning right now is how very important it is to read the room that you're in, you know? And I've been doing that from the worship leader side of things for years and years, reading the room, looking at it. If people are not engaged, adjusting the sales, you know, are they with me if I go through another chorus or are they not? Are they, you know, connecting with this song? Do I need to stop the whole thing and say, wait a minute, we are worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords today. You know, I mean, there's been times when stuff like that has happened from the worship side of things, but what I'm learning is to adjust the sales from the speaking side of things as well to make sure that I'm engaging my audience, to make sure that I'm asking questions and trying to find out what's going on, you know, in the room and in their lives. And so so 
So I'm making a concerted effort to do that. I'm starting to ask more questions and even asking questions like, you know, how many people are from this city that I'm in? Or, you know, if you're in a church service, um, how many of you were exhausted coming in today? You know, how many of you, this is the first time you've ever been in this room together. How many of you are sitting next to a family member? You know, whatever it is, just asking questions, engaging them. It's, it's going to make them feel like they're part of something, but it's also going to let you see who's in the room, who's responding, who's eager to respond, who looks like they're not eager to respond, who looks like they want to hide and crawl into a hole, you know, what's going on in the people that you're talking to. Um, and so I think this is, is so key. So that's something I'm learning kind of from a presentation standpoint, but here's the other thing that I think is so important and that I'm trying to really exercise as I go about the stuff I do on a regular basis. You know, when you're walking into an event and be that, maybe it's a church that you're doing every single weekend, or if you're somebody who travels around and does different, different things. Um, when you walk in, are you connecting with people? And this is what I'm talking about. Anybody can walk in, you know, as a worship leader, let's talk about that perspective for a minute. Anybody can walk in and get to the stage and get their gear set up and get your in-ears set and get your water where you want it, get your instrument tuned up. Anybody can walk in and take care of themselves and do their thing, you know? And I think, and especially if it's an early morning thing, we give ourselves a pass that, you know, maybe we're not ready to talk yet for the day. We're kind of, you know, just getting set for the day. And we'll, we'll, when we wake up a little bit more, when this coffee kicks in, then we'll connect. Okay. Anybody can do that. But what I want to challenge you to do, and one thing that I have seen success with relationally, um, is to connect with the people that you're seeing as you walk into that building. And I'm not just talking about the other band members that are on stage. I'm talking about, you know, the guy and the lady that are in the very back of the room in the sound booth. And one of the things that I made a regular practice to do when I was in full-time worship ministry was when I came in in the mornings, you would not find a time on a Sunday morning when I was getting, coming in and getting set up that I did not, um, that I did not leave the stage and go back to the sound booth and not just wave and walk by, but go into the sound booth, talk to each person that's back there. Um, ask them how they're doing, what's going on in their life. You better know their wife's name, their husband's name. You better know their kids' names. You need to know how their job's going, what's going on in their lives. Those kinds of things. These people that sometimes they're forgotten, sometimes they're unseen, and yet we can't do our job without them. We can't do what we're doing without them. We need them. And in some ways, because they're the least noticed, unless something goes wrong, of course, they need even more affirmation. They deserve that affirmation because when we we walk off the stage, we have people that want to talk to us. We have people that say, hey, worship went great today, or this is what touched me, or this is how it impacted me. They probably don't have people come up and say, you know what? You pushed the button on those words. Police reported ahead. You nailed it. Every time we went to the next slide, you were on it. You know, like that kind of stuff does not happen to them very often. So it's your job to connect. It's your job to make sure that they feel like they are part of what you're doing and they're engaged. Okay. And I'm not just, this is just an example. So for me, I speak on a regular basis at events. And when I walk into the event, 
one of the things that I'm trying to make a real concerted effort to do is to connect with people from the moment I walk in the door. That might be somebody that's standing against the wall by themselves and just connecting, introducing myself, talking to them, find out why they're there. I'm trying to, you know, the people that are running registration, there's usually several people sitting at a registration table when I walk into my event, stopping, talking to them, finding out who they are, um, you know, what they're about, why they're there, why they're invested in this event, you know, um, and just really connecting with people. I'm making it such a big part of what I'm doing and making it important to me so that it's important to them or so that they know that it's sorry, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) I'm making it important to me so that they know how important they are, you know, so that it's a legitimate me, me looking them in the eye and connecting with them. You know, same thing is true in church. So many times, you know, bands play, you do the worship and you walk right back off the backstage and you go sit in the green room and hang out till the next service or, you know, get your stuff together and talk with your band people. And that's kind of it. And I want to challenge you, get your teams off of that stage, encourage them to leave off the front of the stage, if it's possible. And you're set up to go out into the congregation, to talk with people, to connect with people, because when you're doing your worship set, people are going to be more connected and more engaged. If they feel like there's not a big barrier between that stage and them. And so that includes prior to service as well. I know it's not easy. I know you're trying to get your game face on. You're trying to be prepared and all that kind of stuff. But make sure your sound checks are ending, you know, at a time where it's going to give you that freedom to come off of that stage, to go out, to talk with a couple people. And then, you know, just to avoid that awkward, where is everybody when it's time to start? Put a point person in place that their job is to go around and tap people on the shoulder when they get stuck in a conversation, you know, or if they feel like they can't leave a group of people that they're connecting with. Send somebody out to grab them and get them and pull them up onto stage or maybe it's backstage two or three minutes before for a prayer as a team before you go out. That's fine. But just get your people off that stage. Get them out there connecting, talking to people, um, making sure that people know that they care about them. There's nothing worse than a team who literally never connects with the body. You know, make sure your worship team is engaged in small groups that maybe they're serving in some other areas if they have the time or the capacity to do that. Um, that they're willing to stand out in the lobby or, you know, maybe when it's a weekend that they're not playing, maybe they, they're greeters for a weekend, you know, or they at least make themselves accessible. If we put someone on that stage, they're a minister. If we put somebody anywhere within our ranks as a volunteer in the area of worship, they are ministering to some degree. And so we want to make sure we're coaching them up in that. Don't just leave them out there hanging. Show them how to connect with people. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably somebody who has a pretty decent degree of connecting ability, right? You know how to connect. You know how to talk with people. Um, You know, many of you are in the area of worship, so you know what it looks like to engage um, and engage people and So make sure that you are passing that on, pass that baton. Don't just keep it to yourself, but show people how you've been successful in that, you know, and help them to do that and to do it better. One of the things we get to do as worship leaders, um, just kind of on another note, but on the same sort of topic is we get to help connect with the people and connect the people with God before whoever's speaking takes the stage. That's one of the things we get to do. And 
I feel like I see that as so important, you know, to what we do as worship leaders, but also to what we do as speakers, you know, and because I do both, I think I've seen, um, the importance of that even so much more worship leaders, your job is so key in supporting that speaker and making sure that people are engaged and ready to receive what God's going to say. You know, it's, it's tough to be the first thing sometimes in a service, you know, or even in an event to be the very first person that gets up and talks or to start that first song. It's always a little bit of a cold start, right? It's always like, we got to wake people up. We got to get people on board. And our job is to connect with them. We want to connect with their hearts and we want to, to the best of our ability, encourage them to connect with the heart of God, you know, and to get them prepared and get them to a place where they're ready to receive what God's going to tell them. And they're ready to give love to God without expecting anything in return, you know, to bring worship and just to worship for worship's sake, because our God is worthy and because he is able to take us through anything that we're going through to anything that they brought in that room with them. He is able to bring them through. And so it's such an important job. And we've got to be thinking as we're crafting these experiences and these, you know, series of songs and these worship sets, we've got to be thinking about how am I going to connect people throughout this process? It's not just a string of songs. Okay. It is an experience that you are creating. And each week you do that with whatever songs that you are given to lead or songs that you get to choose to lead, or that you really feel like God's asking you to lead. However that looks for you, you got to take your craft and you got to become really good at connecting it. And you got to think about what is that journey that I want to take people on from beginning to end so that I can lead into the message and the place that we're going in this series as a church um, and that we're preparing for and making sure that we get people to. And, you know, what is the desired end to this? Where are we going with it? So all those things are things you need to hone. So if you're a worship leader, if you're a worship pastor, if you're a programmer, somebody who gets to plan these experiences and be a part of executing these experiences, I want you to be really intentionally thinking about how you are connecting people from beginning to end. And with that, you're including whatever the pastor or speaker is going to be doing. And whenever possible, having a conversation with that person, I loved calling my pastor and saying, Hey, I want to know where you're going this weekend. I can see I've got your message notes and I see your title and I see, you know, your basic points here, but where do you want their hearts to be at the end? You know, um, I want to share with you guys. These are a couple of questions that I got from, from that book. Everyone communicates few connect. And I think it can be really, really helpful. Um, as we're thinking about planning a message, planning a service, connecting with people, um, both on and off the stage. Okay. Here's a couple questions you want to ask. Who are they? What do they care about? Where did they come from? When did they decide to attend? Why are they here? What do I have that I can offer them? And what do they feel? What do they want to feel when we conclude? And that's definitely, that's exactly what I was talking about just a minute ago. You know, what, what do they want to feel when they leave? And in the church world, I'm going to take it just a step further. What does God want them to feel when they leave? And just as you're preparing and you're executing these services, asking God, where do you want to take these people? Where do you want to go with them? Where do you want them to be 
heart-wise by the time we close this service. And speaking with your pastor, whoever's casting the greater overarching vision of your service, knowing what that is, and then you fitting within the framework of that, working together cohesively to make sure that you get people to that place. I know there have been times, you know, in ministry where life gets so busy that I might get some songs planned and, you know, maybe my team is is ready to go on the songs and I get ready to take the stage Sunday morning and I'm like, oh my word, I didn't even think about really my transitions or the ways that I'm going to connect this. And, um, you know, God is so faithful to work in the moment. And there's so many times we might make a plan and God might change it right in the middle. And that's okay too. But having an idea of how you're going to keep things connected and how, what are those moments that you know, you're going to engage people that, you know, you're going to encourage them to raise their hands and worship that you're going to encourage them to ask themselves questions, you know, that's going to draw out of them the areas that they need God to, to visit in their life, you know, and just really finding ways to make sure that we're connecting with them and encourage their, encouraging their connecting with the Lord as well is so, so important. So I want to give you one other quote from that book, and it's nothing in life is more important than the ability to communicate effectively. Talent isn't enough. Experience isn't enough. To lead others, you must be able to communicate well, and connecting is the key. And so I kind of want to leave you with that thought today. I want to encourage you to, to connect more. Don't just walk past people and wave and say hello, but stop and talk to them. Find out what their name is. Find out what's going on in their life. And the more you do this, the greater your connections are going to become, obviously on a one-on-one basis, but it's also going to improve the way that you connect with people from the stage, the way that you connect with your team, and even the way that you connect with your family. So don't just see people, see people. Don't just see them there and say hello. And, you know, they tell you their name maybe and you forget it right after. Connect with them. See through whatever wall they might even have up. Try to see what's going on with them. Try to show that you care about them. And here's a challenge, actually care about them. You know, ask God to help you to love his people better. I know that there was a time in my life where I just really felt like I was a minister. I was ministering to people. I was doing a pretty good job of connecting with people. But I just felt like, God, I don't think I love your people the way that you love your people. And I started a prayer. I said, God, would you let me love your people better? I started praying that. And I remember there was a specific day I was driving down the road and out of nowhere, it was like God decided to answer that prayer. And I remember just feeling emotional thinking about... Watch out, vehicle stopped on shoulder ahead. How much I cared for people. And I don't, it even took me a while to connect the fact that that was the answer to my prayer. That I had prayed, God, help me to love your people. And all of a sudden, I would see someone on the side of, road, of the road and I would have a compassion that I never had before. And I would just look at people and I would, I would love them in a way that I had not. And so that was my prayer. And I just encourage you, make that your prayer so that you can love people more. Obviously, we're never going to be able to love the way that God loves. But... For us to get closer to that, I think is a great and an amazing goal. So I encourage you guys, love people, connect with people, 
care about their needs more than your needs. When you're communicating, think more about how you're connecting with people than getting through exactly what you prepared to talk about or or the songs that you prepared to do. Make that more important because your job is shepherding. Your job is encouraging and connecting with people. And that is the greatest thing that you can do in your ministry. So thank you guys today for listening to my ramblings. This is just what has been heavy on my heart. I want to connect better with people in every avenue, in every way that I am out working with people. I want to make sure that I'm truly connecting, that I'm seeing them for who they are and for the child of God that they were made to be. So I hope you guys have an amazing week and thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Brave Worship Podcast with Dove Award-winning songwriter Chrissy Nordhoff and worship leader and music pastor Mary Beth Dodd. Visit braveworship.com forward slash free song and sign up for the email list to get updates on all the latest Brave Worship events, conferences, and retreats. Plus, get free songs to use in your next worship service, complete with chord chart and track. Also, find out how you can join Chrissy and Mary Beth in person at the next Brave Worship Conference. Simply visit braveworship.com forward slash conference to learn more. The times I've grown most as a songwriter are the times I've had mentors showing me the way. If you're looking to grow as a songwriter, we're now accepting applications for our Worship Songwriter Mentorship. Now, it's available only a few times each year. The Worship Songwriter Mentorship is a songwriting intensive that will help you craft impactful worship songs. It's a course created by Dove Award-winning and Grammy-nominated, drumroll here please, (laughs) our founder, pro songwriter Chrissy Nordoff. It's a small group community, and it's led by other songwriters over the course of nine weeks. It's an intensive course and a small group co-writing environment, and that means you'll be added to a special group of about 12 writers, give or take. Each group is led by experienced songwriters, some of them my dear, dear friends, and I've even gotten to lead a group or two. Rachel here, by the way. We love the church, and we love to champion fellow worship songwriters just like yourself. In this mentorship, you'll learn how to write songs for you and your congregation, You'll go deeper in your intimacy with Jesus. You'll get the tools needed to help craft songs more easily and never run out of creative ideas. Okay, I know it sounds too good to be true, but trust me, this course is a game changer. You'll learn how to leverage your unique songwriting personality and connect with other like-minded writers in a meaningful way. Truly, I can't think of another course, group of people, community that has impacted my songwriting the way that this mentorship has. If you're wanting to take the next steps in your songwriting journey, then apply now at the link in our show notes. We hope to see you there.